Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, The Greater Social Consequences of Perimenopausal Breakouts by K.J. Hannah Greenberg. It's common knowledge that dragon pilots have to be women whose vasomotor symptoms have become stagnate, that is, who are permanently past menstruation. We've had disastrous results in trying to use men with hypogonadism little girls not yet at Menarche, and young boys less than fully testosteronally endowed. Hormonal stability is essential to our Air Force. Any squeezing out of gland-influenced exudates sends our scaly beasts into an ungovernable rage. HRT doesn't sufficiently balance folks possessed of both X and Y chromosomes or wipe out the scent of middle-aged gals who are still intermittently bleeding and sloughing uterine materials. Plus, worms can detect the onset of puberty faster than can any would-be preadolescent rider. So, we're forced to rely on our crones. Accordingly, young Bet Katek ought never to have approached the Department of Homeland Security's stable and stolen a steed. Her choice was stupid and dangerous. Not only was she killed, and not only did she endanger the lives of the municipal corral's employees, but when she landed at Dogwood General Hospital, she also snuffed out many emergency room workers. Every schoolchild knows that our giant reptiles suffer no random person's weight upon their backs. Our flyers, originally bred from toxic pink iguanas during an era when federal funding facilitated our transformation of simple animals into folklore-based monsters, are tetchier than Cape Buffaloes. Yes, there's a minority opinion that Katek was noble in her attempt to bring her son to a healing center, that his condition was life-threatening, and that there is no speedier form of transport than our reclaimed cousins of basilisks. In spite of those purported facts, most people espouse, at least in polite company, that Katek should have relied on a rocket taxi, or on technologies that can lock ruined bodies into stasis. Instead, she foolishly hazarded that eating a handful of anabolic steroids would quiet her progesterone enough to enable her to safely tack up a dragon. Laypersons ought at no time to attempt to slip a martingale on a dodgy quadruped. Maybe one in ten thousand amateurs can secure a saddle on a flight-worthy fiend, but the risks of trying to prepare a dragon for flight exceed the payoff. Remember, our yesteryear officials had to lethally subdue our restored kishis and narishimas and methodically raise the labs in which those malformed critters were fashioned. Admittedly, those same leaders resisted annihilating other resurrected cryptids, including cactus cats, bunyips, veos, skyvaders, zeratans, and wyverns. And admittedly, they eventually embraced the compromise of locking up those paranoid, frightened creatures. It happened that as soon as a certain conglomerate offered to underwrite the building of stockades for our manufactured horrors, public officials violently silenced all naysayers. 
Those events notwithstanding, our kirtle-wearing cavalry women all passed follicular genesis. Know that as likely as not, if an unqualified person should manage to bridle a saurian, he or she should pay less attention to that dreadful force's crested head and toothed maw than to its enormous claws and toxic secretions. Members of our highly trained troop know, too, to stay seated on their high-spirited rides because our megas do stumble, slip, stop, and rear. In contrast, in Katake's case, staff at Dogwood General's ER department perished because she didn't know to hold the reins in an open position when landing the dragon among ambulances. That her skull was crushed and her ribs and pelvis broken surprised no one. That she hadn't thought through the consequences of settling a blinker-free terror among strobing emergency vehicles was tragic. Many doctors, nurses, paramedics, and other care providers died from punctured organs or internal bleeding because of her lack of farsightedness. It was not Bet being thrown from her charger that dispatched those heroes to the world beyond, but the ensuing stampede of personnel, patients, and visitors. Although the Katake catastrophe headlined in both convergent and mass media for several days, it is doubtful that our government will stop raising soaring behemoths. Those overgrown four-legged serpents remain immeasurably valuable to our military, and more recently to our entertainment industry, as those animals appeal to bosses' attraction to organisms capable of decapitating, mauling, and poisoning. Granted, contemporary dragons don't breathe fire, but they do breed true to their ancestry in that they have venom glands and deadly fangs. Unlike their reptilian forebears, however, modern mounts' seepages are neither weak nor harmless, and their mouths can hinge open wide enough to swallow humans. More problematic is that the Katake incident establishes grounds for our heads of state to release our giant ecnomons, which in turn won't cease their destructive frenzy after they've wiped out most of our carefully husbanded purple, green, gold, and red squadmates. Those furry savages will likely spread Kala Azar, too. Consequently, We'll next have to route our colossal mongooses with the faulty bullhooks and electric prods that we use on our ratatuskers, turuls, slipners, domesticated nicomatas, and kelpies. It's going to rain viscera. We are furthermore going to have to find and fund new aviators whose fecundity has ended. Unfortunately, at present, fewer and fewer matrons seem vulnerable to blackmail or to bribes. These days, women in their sixth decade appear increasingly interested in tourism, contact sports, sex, and other activities that were difficult for them to completely enjoy when bleeding. Basically, for the same reasons why we have to rely on mature women to control our winged lorries, those elders are disinterested in serving. Thus, until more grandmas dry up, we'll have to cull our ichnamons with drones, and to prevent further accidents, to forcibly confine women whose monthlies make them berserk. We'll be rounding up lots of ladies. This has been The Greater Social Consequences of Perimenopausal Breakouts Written by K.J. Hannah Greenberg For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod.
Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening.